Padres come out and play. And welcome to another episode of the Deep Fryer Podcast. As always, my name is Javier. I'm your host. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at OMFG. It's Hob. Once again, that is OMFG. It's J-A-V. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at the Deep Fryer Podcast, where we are interacting with you on a daily basis. Show us some love, and we're going to definitely show some love back now. What do we have on the line today? We have a brief recap of game two. We have a painful recap of game three. And pretty much what's in store for us as we continue in this quote unquote sprint of a season. As you guys know, the Padres are off tonight. Much needed day off. Hopefully they can reset and get back to the grind. By no means are we out of it. It just hurts. The Padres just took one straight to the jaw last night. And I'm sure all of us, all of us for our faithful, who were right there with them. <sighs> Let's get into it. All right, so I'm going to try to keep this as quick as possible here. Game two, really a couple highlights that I want to talk about, and then we're going to talk about how the wheels really started falling off. But two highlights here, Denelson Lamette and Cronenworth. Stay out of the Crone zone. So Denelson Lamette went and pitched a hell, a hell of a game. Five and two thirds, no hit baseball. Against the bums, the Dodgers, that is unheard of. My guy had a hell of a game. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we just could not hang on. And the no-hit bid was broken up by Bellinger. So that was really tough when, first of all, the no-hitter broke up. And then all of a sudden, they tied the game 2-2. And then the following inning, they actually came up and scored. So now we're actually down 3-2. And I don't know for you guys, but for me, as soon as the Dodgers really caught caught up, it felt like there was no way. We're, it felt like they were a lot further ahead of us than, than it actually was. And I think for me was because it, it was just deflating, right? As a teammate, watching your pitcher pitch a hell of a game, no-hit baseball, and all of a sudden come back and not just lose the, lose the no-hitter, but lose the lead. I, at that point, at, at the sixth inning and everything, the game after that just really felt like the team was completely deflated. But I just want to shout out to Nelson Met. I was so excited going into that game because I'm like, we have the right person on the mound and our team is on fire to beat these guys and win this series. Coming off that huge win in game one, I, I, I was just ready. I was ready. I was talking so much crap. I was just like, let's go. And unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, it did not work out the way we wanted to. And Denelson Lamette, my guy, once again, great job. Second person I want to highlight here is Cronenworth. Stay out of the crone zone, right? When you think about a no-hitter or a perfect game, right? There's always that one defensive play that saves it, right? That defines that no-hitter, that perfect game. One that immediately comes to mind for me when I think about that is Burley's perfect game. If you guys recall, Wise came in the ninth inning as a defensive replacement. Does Wasn't playing at all during that game. Came in as, as a defensive replacement and robbed a home run to save the perfect game for Burley. That was huge. So for me, that wise catch is synonymous with the Burley perfect game. So Cronenworth had something along those lines, that huge leaping catch off the, on, down the first baseline, eerily reminiscent of the Tatis leaping, leaping catch that he had last year that really defined Tatis' style of play. I always think about that catch and Cronenworth doing the same thing. Once again, almost a mirror image of that catch on the first base side. So for me, I'm like, whoa, if this actually goes through and becomes a no hitter, this catch is going to be remembered as, as a defining moment within the game. Unfortunately, you guys know how it turned out, but that was huge. And that was a really big highlight for, for Cronenworth. I'm sure. He also hit his first home major league home run. This guy's on fire right now. OPS plus over a thousand. Home runs, doubles, extra base hits left and right. My guy's just doing extremely well. So even though it was Lamette's game, I just wanted to give a little shout out to Cronenworth as well because my guy's been doing phenomenal and it continues. This was not a game that the Dodgers won. This was a game that the Padres lost. And I know that sounds very meta. I get it. But it was our game to lose. And we let it happen. Yeah, it just felt for me, it just felt like we're just having an uphill battle. And we could just not gain any ground after we lost the lead. And and it was tough. Hill and Johnson, unfortunately, cannot hold the Dodgers down. And they really struggled against these guys. And unfortunately... The outcome was as such. We lost the game 5-2. But we still have a game three. The rubber match. We had Garrett Richards on the mound. They had Stripling on the mound. It was a good matchup. I felt we had the better pitcher on the mound going into it. And unfortunately, Richards just got outpitched. Four earned runs and just really, really struggled. A couple highlights here that I just want to talk about is how we battled, right? We battled and we were down and we were down by a lot. Uh, at some, at one point we were down seven to two, right? And just being able to just grind, grind out at bats and, and just give us an opportunity to just compete. And for me, the big, the big momentum change was when Myers hit his home, his home run. I think he was 0 for three on the game. And I said, you know what? He's due. My guy's due. And he hit a home run. And I think that was a big momentum change that really led to what happened in the ninth inning. So you guys recall ninth inning, we got the game almost tied up, 
We had runners on first and second with one, uh, first and third with one out. Machado on the plate. We had Grisham at third. Machado hits a short line drive to left field. Grisham tagged up and ended the game at the plate. My guy got thrown out from left field. I forget the guy's name. My guy got thrown out from left field and it was just a tough, tough way to lose the game. Cause you got to think. If he would have just stayed, stayed at third, it gives us another opportunity to get a base hit. All we needed was a base hit. We didn't need a game winner. We did not need a home run. We just needed a base hit. Just next man up. Next man up. Unfortunately, Grisham thought he could outrun it. Thought he could, you know, force a bad throw to home and score the tying run. And fortunately, it did not work out the way he wanted the way any of us wanted. And we ended up losing the game in a pretty embarrassing way. Imagine like losing a game. Not, don't, don't imagine just what happened, right? Losing a game as a double play with being thrown out at the plate. It's a really tough way to end the series. And unfortunately, we, as Padre fans, just took the brunt of it, right? As Padres, we took the brunt of it. Grisham did not have himself a game at all he he was struggling and you know it started with that catch that he attempted to make in center field that afternoon and i thought that was a it was a tough catch and i don't blame him for missing that missing that that ball i don't blame him at all i know he was seemed kind of mad at himself but and, and i kind of get it because right after that uh jock peterson comes up and hits a bomb and now it was all of a sudden 2-0 and, and that's really when once again the momentum for the Dodgers really started going their way, right? It, it was just tough to see. He was he wasn't reading the ball off the bat well. Uh, there was that play where Profar had to run out to the field and do a, ba- a basket catch, running away from the ball and not towards it. So it was kind kind of a weird day, right? Just mental errors, mental errors on defense. And in my opinion, I don't know what you want to call it. Do you guys think? It, what do you guys think? Actually. I'm going to put it on you guys. Do you guys think that Grisham made the right decision there to tag up? Do you think that was a play that was that he should have? Or was that another mental mistake? I didn't see the third baseman tell him to tag the third base coach tell him to tag up and go. I think he just felt confident in that moment to that he could beat it out and then hope that the throw was going to be offline, but unfortunately, he was thrown out by a mile and the throw was a perfect strike from left field. So once again, kind of an embarrassing way to lose once again, and to lose to the Dodgers like that of all people, of all teams. Yeah. Couple other things that happened in this game. San Luis Patino come up and coming in relief. That was an interesting two innings. Uh, second inning was phenomenal. Quick one, two, three. I believe he got, he got second strike out that inning. First inning was actually, in my opinion, a great inning as well. So he induced two ground balls. One that Machado missed. Should Machado have gotten that one? If he would have dove, would he have gotten it? I would have liked to see the effort. I would have liked to see Machado die for that ball. But unfortunately, he didn't. And he missed that ball and went straight into left field. 
by inches. And I know we talk about this game. It's a game of inches, right? But, dude, get dirty. You're playing the Dodgers here. Get dirty. And then again, he induced another ground ball. Couldn't do anything about it. It was on the ground. Went straight to uh, straight to center field, straight up the line. You at that one, you you clap and you just move on to the next. Unfortunately, the next was Jock Peterson. So two pitches before, Patino threw the changeup and really had Peterson looking a little bit silly at the plate. And unfortunately, I, I it was just weird. It just it was just weird to me. It was a weird pitching pitch decision, right? When you think about. Okay, so you just threw two off speeds and had him looking silly. We know Peterson is a dead fastball hitter. So to come back and just throw a dead fast 98 mile an hour fastball. And I get it. You got some heat. Mejia was calling the game. I get it. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have just thrown a fastball. Dead center, might I add. And... He got touched for his first bomb as a pitcher, hit against as a pitcher. So we ended up going down 5-3 at that point. And then later on, Pollock comes up and hits another bomb. And yeah, one thing after another, it was just like I said, it was just just such a tough way to lose. But Patino... It was really good seeing you out there, man. Congratulations on your debut. I know it wasn't what you expected or wanted it to be or ever dreamed it would be, but hey, man, you had a great outing. In my opinion, Chato should have given you a little bit more. Maybe we would have gotten out of that inning if we would have gotten that play. It was a double play ball. Maybe we've only gotten one, but even if we would have gotten just one, (laughs) it would have changed changed the dynamics of that inning, and it would have changed the dynamics of the way you were pitching. So, Patino, good job, man. Once again, you came back, had a strong outing, strong second second inning, and I want to see you start. I want you to. I want to see you start a game. I do not want to see you in relief. I know it was a way to get you in, get you acclimated. So, where do we stand now? We just lost two, lost a series against the Dodgers, and we have an off day today, as you guys know. So. The end of the day, we're still in this, right? We're right in the thick of things, and we have three games against the Diamondbacks at home again. So we just need to come out strong, whatever it is. If you guys are mad at yourself for mental mistakes, actual mistakes that you guys made in the game, this is the day you just relax, brush them off, come back tomorrow, reset. We still have a lot of baseball to play. Which is kind of crazy to think that we don't have a lot of baseball to play. <laughs> but in, in terms of the 60-game season, we have a lot of baseball to play. So we got the D-backs this weekend. I want to see the Padres sweep somebody. I keep saying, let's go for the sweep every single time we win the first game. Because it seems like that's what we do. Win the first game of the series and then just don't finish strong. But we need to. And I, I want to see a sweep. But you know what? I'll take the series win. And we're just, we've lost two series in a row at this point, and we just need to get, once again, reset. So I think, in my opinion, the perfect timing for the day off, coming off that big loss. I know we wanted it to be different, but hey, this is baseball, right? 
as a Padre fan, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way, I love the game that we're playing right now. We're playing great baseball. We have a young team, and you can see the holes, right? The opportunities where having a young team really does benefit you, but also you can see how it could potentially hurt you. And and I think this series in particular, we saw some of those mental mistakes that really hurt the team. At the end of the day, this game's about pitching. If you got pitching, you're going to give yourself a chance to win, a chance to stay in the game. And unfortunately, our pitching is just not doing that right now on top of just mental or just hustle errors that we're seeing. So at the end of the day, I don't really I don't really have any points to make other than it's just a tough loss. And let's just reset and get back to it tomorrow. Go Padres. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.